0: This episode of Voice in Education is sponsored by Soapbox Labs, the specialist in voice tech for kids. Soapbox Labs' voice technology has been built from the ground up for kids ages two to 12 years old. They have created voice-enabled literacy and language learning tools for both home and classroom use, while setting a new benchmark for accuracy and privacy in kids-specific voice technology. Welcome to episode 77 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis and today I have with me John Stein who is of the Open Voice Network. Uh, It's actually a network that is near and dear to my educator heart and one of the reasons I wanted John to to talk to the educational community today. So John, welcome and I also was wondering, just to start off with, can you tell us what the purpose of the Open Voice Network is?
1: Well, Julie, first of all, thanks for having me here. And the Open Voice Network, Uh, just think about those three words for a moment, about openness, about voice, and then a network which is a community of communities. And the purpose of this community of communities is twofold number one and most important is to make voice assistance worthy of user trust of parental trust administrator trust teacher trust and we're going to be doing that through the development the proposal of two things one would be technical standards that will help create an openness across voice technology and the second will be ethical use guidelines What do we do with the data? How do we treat minors? How do we work with parents, again, approaching the big ethical questions that many people worry about when they think about voice?
0: I have had the privilege of working with John on the educational subcommittee of the Open Voice Network as we're working towards helping him develop some educational guidelines as well. Uh, But as a rule, John, why do you think the voice industry needs standards-based for voice assistance?
1: There's probably two reasons, Julie. The first is that voice, when we look at it, is really an early stage technology. Uh, Voice today, here in 2020, you could say it's very similar to the the way the internet was in 1993, 94, 95, back in the day, those who can remember of the browser wars. There's also, and um, we cite this word, we talk, talk about the trust gap. The trust gap is the big difference between the availability of voice and the adoption of voice. And then the big gap between the adoption of voice, okay, I use it, and the complex or value-creating usage of voice. Those are big gaps. Now, every new technology has those gaps, but unless voice overall technology, from IVRs to, you know, and chatbots to voice assistants, unless we address the issues that keep people from using voice technology in a much more robust, much more complex way, ways that truly create value, you know, this technology with great potential, great potential value is just not going to be realized
0: i agree and i i love the fact that open voice network is trying to make sure that it's valued in both ethical and um ways that make it truly usable for everybody um i and i this was a not on my list of questions but could you tell the listeners how did open voice network begin
1: Gosh, it started in a coffee shop in Cambridge, Massachusetts when uh, a group of us were sitting around talking to some MIT professors and we asked the question just over coffee, waiting for a meeting that would happen in a couple hours later, what technologies will most reshape the relationship between a student and a teacher, between a consumer and a brand, between a patient and a medical provider? And we thought about you know IoT or AR VR or any number of kind of technologies du jour, and certainly artificial intelligence will affect you know impact all of those. But we looked around the table over our coffees. Gosh, this voice thing, this this voice assistant. Gosh, there's tremendous opportunity, tremendous unanswered questions. Maybe we should begin some research in that. So. 2016 began, I was with Intel Corporation at the time, uh, began research between Intel and MIT and the consulting firm Capgemini. One thing led to another, and here we are, um, an open voice network. It's a directed fund of the Linux Foundation. Many of you have heard of that. And again, working towards standards, working toward ethical use guidelines, but most of all, working to make voice worthy of user trust.
0: And, and listeners, you can't see the big giant grin on my face, but this is the part of voice that I had been waiting for uh, since the beginning of me looking into it in 2015 is that I really felt like in order for education to really want to adopt this, we needed to make sure that it was an ethical uh, platform for students, a, um, a platform that made sense for education. So, leading into our next question, John, how does this purpose directly impact education?
1: I think in several levels. One is, first of all, addressing issues of, say, data use, data acquisition, the ethical data use questions that if I'm an administrator, a superintendent, a teacher, a parent, I'm gonna be asking, Mm -hmm. and rightfully so. How should that data be used? How can this be a tool that respects the privacy of the student, but yet is very important within the overall teaching plan, the educational objectives? The second, I think, is when standards come into any technology, that enables and the it grows the ecosystem of providers. In a sense, what it does is it will give educational providers systems, superintendents, teachers, choice. It will give you choice as to who you work with. And again, you will have much greater choice about the providers that yes, we're respecting student privacy. We're respecting, we are specializing in education. We understand the needs of the educational market. Standards through the years, through the generations, through the, through the centuries, have led to that greater choice in providers, greater consumer choice, greater user choice. And so again, answering the questions, providing choice, that's what standards do, that's what we want to ultimately bring to the educational market.
0: You know, one of the things that I noticed real early on is that many of the people who are in the voice industry want to do right by education they're just not quite sure where to begin and i think that's kind of how i got pulled into this industry is they saw me as an educator that was interested in it so they started asking me is this is it okay if i do this is it not okay if i do that to have set standards that say this is the expectations really releases them to, to really innovate in a way that they can't currently do because they don't know what they should and shouldn't do. So I think there's great value in that. Um, so I, I'm all for it, as you well know. So next question, what's next for the Open Voice Network?
1: There's a couple things, Julie. One is that we are inviting the innovators, the creators, those of you who are exploring. You don't have to be experts, but you have to be exploring the world of voice assistance. We're inviting you to join our communities. And those communities are gonna be addressing several questions. What are the issues that we need to be looking at, exploring, researching, and ultimately turning into recommended standards? What are those ethical issues that we need to be exploring? touching base you know and on ethical issues of artificial intelligence of data use of biometrics and biomarkers and all the things that are possible in, you know in voice and then lastly julie here as we wrap up you know how do you use voice to the value of students teachers administrators and systems what are the value propositions? you're all welcome
0: Uh, yeah so john how do people get in touch with open voice network
1: Go www.openvoicenetwork.org. There's a little click there that says, hey, I want to be involved. Click that. Send me your name. You're going to be in the mailing list. You're going to be involved, and I look forward to seeing you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your vision of Open Voice Network. Educators, if you are concerned about voice and education, get involved with Open Voice Network because I believe they're going to make a difference in what we do in the future. In, in many ways, uh, mobile learning happened to education. If you speak up now, perhaps you can have a say in what those standards look like for voice so that it's not just happening to you as an educator you are a vital part of making those decisions thanks again john and have a great day
1: julie my pleasure thank you